0: Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris S. and I'm joined by Chris W. This week, we talk about the excellent result at today's Southampton game, discuss the important role of fullbacks in the West Ham system, and look forward to next weekend's game against Arsenal. First up is concise analysis of the game. But before that, we saw a fan demonstration against the board. What information do you have for us, Chris?
1: Yeah, so there was a peaceful protest uh, of GSB out today before the game. Uh, Results where estimates were between three and 5,000 or even up to 7,000 fans joined in, many of which went to the game. Uh, many of the protesters stressed that they weren't protesting against the players or the manager, simply against the board's management of the club. And we even saw that that, that rung true throughout the game. There was still all the fans that were there were fully invested in the game. It didn't seem to affect the performance on the pitch. And I thought it it ended up being a pretty good, uh, pretty good out show of support for the, for the players, even though there's frustration with the, with the owners at this point.
0: One thing I've noticed is it's hard to uh, it's hard for us to see the actual impact that it's having. However, it has been really peaceful. It's been respectful from what we can tell um, over on the other side of, uh, of the Atlantic and, you know, if this is how they want to demonstrate, I I'm, think we're in full support of it. Uh, I believe we're both relatively bored out still. And um...
1: Yeah, I think we're both, we're both bored out. But one thing that really struck me in this, the, the, this protest and the, the showing at the Liverpool game is that the protesters are going about it in such a different way than what we saw a few years ago at the Burnley game, where a lot of the frustrations are still there but, but it's a much more constructive, uh, positive showing that, that's actually trying to improve the club, but improve the club while not hurting the current performance of the club. And I think that's, that's really respectable. I think it's, it's good for, for the protesters to take that approach. And yeah, you and I, are, you and I stand there fairly with them that, that we think the board is, is not doing a great job right now.
0: It is, and I tell you what, the players, as we saw today and in yesterday's game, it seems, or excuse me, last week's game, it seems like they have a lot more heart than they used to, and uh, that could be a a big result of the protest, too, not bringing it onto the pitch and not you know, being really against the players. Uh, The fans are still in big support of the players, and even though it seems like it took a long time for the players to get heart uh, behind the game, now they've got that heart, and you can see as today's result we're playing a lot better.
1: Yeah, usually we tend to have – struggles at home you know London Stadium's obviously not the fortress that Upton Park was but today today went up, took a big step into getting it there we saw the fans chanting you could hear them from the television uh that we watched on that it was it was very evident that the fans were supporting them that the players gained energy from that and that they really fought with a lot of heart I thought every single man on that pitch put in a great shift And maybe they didn't have, they didn't all necessarily have the greatest performance, but they all put in the effort. And I thought that was a big, big reason why we dominated uh, that game.
0: I did too, and I see Hilaire on the pitch. Reese, you know, he's gotten a lot of flack from the fans uh, and even lost his starting spot for a few weeks just because I didn't see that effort or he was isolated and couldn't really do anything as uh, he was a top performer at Eintracht and then came here and it seems like he hasn't done much. But today, that changed for me. Um, And Bowen was another one that, that really impressed me.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Hilaire, and striker is one of two positions, the other being goalkeeper, that your performance is often judged strictly on results. And for the most part, Hilaire wasn't getting those results. And not, he wasn't scoring goals. We weren't scoring that many goals when he was in there. And you also just kind of saw a lack of effort in several of the games earlier. We know that the talent is there. And I, I argue that we weren't playing to his strengths, so that's partially on the manager. But then also he wasn't putting forth the full effort prior in the season. But I felt today he really put in the effort. I thought the manager played to his strengths by having him be up there with Antonio, both strong players that can hold up the ball, that can run with the ball, and that can play off other players. And I thought that made a big, big difference
0: you constantly saw runs from Antonio going up and he almost looked like a second striker at times, but we technically were in a, a three midfield position with Hilaire as a, the sole striker. I really liked how that formation worked together. You had Bowen running up on the right. You had Antonio running up on the left. They were crisscrossing. You had four now supporting them and even making runs when he needed to. Uh, any, any more word on the formation, Chris?
1: Yeah. I think what you really saw was a very fluid formation. We had the four back defenders, We had two dedicated midfielders in Rice and Noble. And then we had four attacking players that all could kind of serve in a little different roles. You had Hilaire was a pure striker, Bowen, a winger, but cut inside a lot and got in around the box. You have Antonio who played a lot as a second striker, but then also at times played a little more as a wing outlet. And then you had Fernals who started out on the left wing kind of in the flat four midfield, but then would shift into the, to the midfield, kind of in the number 10 position. And I really thought, I really believe that the versatility in that formation and with those players allowed them all to succeed. I mean, all four of them were involved in a goal, whether through assist or scoring. And I think that was, that was one of the most impressive attacking performances we've seen, even with not that much possession in the game.
0: Uh, that's very true. Uh, the attacking performance was great, and it, we'd counterattack you had Antonio running his heart out out there, which I was really happy to see and um, it
1: inspired hilaire it, it did. Antonio's, it did. Antonio's work rate inspired Hilaire, and he made i think the goal uh, i can't recall if it was the second first or second goal it would have been it would have been uh, it was the first goal it was bowen's goal oh. where uh, Hilaire pressed. The keeper, when the, the back pass to the keeper, the keeper passed it out to a defender in the corner. Antonio chased him down. That player made a bad pass. I believe Fornals picked it up and slotted it through to a cutting Bowen for the first mm-hmm. goal. And mm-hmm. it all, it all the player, all four players played their part, but it all started because Hilaire actually showed that effort today and pressed the keeper and forced, forced a series of bad passes.
0: Well, he, his, his goal was a complete result of effort. If you saw it when he hooked it in, what an amazing play, first of all, but also if he had just let the ball go, you know, it could have, it could have gone out and the keeper could have blocked it or um, he did go up for the header, but the effort after he went up for that header was something that I think was inspired by Antonio was inspired by him fighting for his spot on the field uh, and not just, you know, he's been sad on the bench the past few games. So I think that was also part of the reason and, you know, I saw a hilarious I liked out there today.
1: Yeah, and, and you look at the stats. We had far more shots in total than they did. We had four more shots on target. One thing you look at, and that doesn't necessarily scream consistency with the scoreline, is we did not have near as much possession. I believe they had 66% possession to our 34. But it, it was almost by design. Part, part of our less possession was we were missing Suchek, who's a big commanding presence in midfield. Another was our. we really only had those two midfielders, Noble and, and Rice. But we, what we really did, we, we didn't do as many passes, but we made long balls, risky passes, but risky passes that, that paid off. And it, it got us into scoring positions. Even though we didn't have as much of the ball, when we had the ball, we were that much more dangerous than Southampton was.
0: I definitely think once we had the ball, we were moving the ball. We, like you said, we were developing attacks. We were counterattacking. We had some speed up there, which was really nice to see uh, for a change. One thing that concerned me, though, was our defense. You know, we took an extra player. Usually we have a lot more players back, and we took that um, extra player and, and had, you know, Bowen, Antonio, Hilaire, and Fornell as attacking uh, attacking-minded players. The defense, I thought, you know, they played okay, but there were times where we were exposed and they got through. Uh, Ings, you know, David Ings got through a lot. And I I don't know, what do you make of the defense?
1: We were definitely playing a style of defense where we let them have the ball. We would press them around the back line and in the midfield. And we we often wouldn't, in, in Liverpool and Man City, we would sit with a ton of people behind right in front of goal. This game, we didn't as much. They'd often have two strikers right up on our, on our center backs, and they we didn't necessarily have a defensive number advantage. But, but our defenders seemed to play with the mentality of, we're going to steal the ball from you and then hoof it up the field. And so it's a risky style, but it f- and it allowed gave them some chances. But it really, I thought because we played that style, it fed in to our attack. We had a holistic approach to the game but really an, an identity unlike, I think we've seen this season. I think we definitely had a clear picture of what we wanted to do and the defense defensive portion and the offensive portion worked in unison to get a result.
0: It definitely was a, a much better attacking performance. I, I think Suchek was very missed. Uh, I think that was part of the reason our defense kind of broke down a little bit. And I'm honestly concerned about Arsenal and, you know, we've got Tottenham coming up. We've got Wolves who have had a great attack uh, coming up in the next few weeks. And I think they could really break down that defense. Uh, Hopefully Suchek, you know, I don't know if he'll be back for those games, but um, I don't know if Noble can, can hold the defense together. And today I thought his performance was not good. I thought every time he got the ball, uh, he would, either lose it or his passing was off. There were times where he would have to foul because he could not you know, the guy got by him, the, the attacker um, so and it's hard to say who you put in there as a as a defensive midfielder I think once Suchek comes back, he's the clear uh, the clear one to replace but
1: yeah, when Suchek comes back, think of that formation that we played today, but Suchek replacing Noble yeah, the defensive solidity that would bring Suchek running all over midfield, breaking up the play, releasing the ball with Rice there as well. It it will give our defense a little stronger backbone. And it, it will be difficult to play the formation we did today, especially with just those two, with just Noble and Rice in midfield against teams like Arsenal, against teams like Tottenham. Teams that have good quality. And, you know, Southampton, they're they're a good team. They, they, they're sitting Just below mid-table, they have skill, but there is a big gap between them and the other teams. And so it will be interesting to see if we can adapt the the play we did today against those higher-class teams.
0: I must give credit where credit is due, too. And Southampton has been one of the better teams away. And, you know, obviously they played away today. We uh, we were at London Stadium. And the fact that we came out with this big result attests to, first of all, how well the team has come together, how well we're, you know, finding our flow now, I hope, uh, that it continues into future weeks. But it, it should not take away that Southampton is very good away. And, and they couldn't pull it off today, so.
1: Yeah, and our, our team our team deserved the win. And you, you talked about Noble maybe needing to be replaced. Let's talk about let's go position by position and look at what players we believe solidify, er, either earned or solidified their starting spot. Uh, let's start goalkeeper. This sh- shouldn't take long. Although Fabianski had a bad game last uh, against Liverpool, and maybe could have got a hand on the goal, first goal today, he's definitely our number one.
0: Definitely, and he saved so many goals from Liverpool. I think a lot of people really crucified him over it, but I, 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 he's he's our number one, yeah, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, And then let's go to the back four. I think Cresswell's shown that he is just a better player, better defender than Masiwaku. It's Especially when we're playing that back four, his stalwart presence in defense or at least I mean he's not he's not world class by any means but his solidity is I think necessary when we play the way like we play like we tried to play today so I would put him he definitely has the starting spot no question at the left back role
0: I agree yeah Creswell, I thought did another good performance today and we've seen it he joins the attack when needed uh, he's quick enough he takes you know he's uh, a lot of times he takes our free kicks and uh, I, I've been I've been impressed with him. I think he's earned a starting spot, and I think Ogbonna too. Ogbonna was one of, probably the best defender today. I I thought um, he played another lights out game. He made smart decisions. I think there was uh, one ball I counted that uh, it didn't go exactly the way he wanted, but you know what? He cleared it when he needed to, and besides that, he did a much better job. Instead of just clearing it, uh, he would maintain possession. Now that is something to say about you know Liverpool. It, it's a little bit tougher to maintain possession, but uh, I I thought he played a really good game.
1: I believe yeah, I believe both him and Diop played a pretty solid game. I thought Adbana was the the best of our back line today and he's really been on a fairly good streak the last few games he has, maybe he with has. the exception of he was okay during the man City game but he's been he's been on a, a pretty decent tear and it gives our back line a little more a little more presence when he's in. I think he helps command it. I know we talked, well, in our position on breakdown last week, we talked about having that one center back that directs the back line. And he's, he's proven to be a very good in that role for us. And I think Diot played pretty well too. I thought he, he still has some lapses in judgment. I didn't necessarily see any glaring ones today at his, him and Ogbonna's presence on, on especially the corners and free kicks were, were good.
0: Uh, let's move on to N'Gakia and you know, Fredericks is hurt. So we played Zabaleta. we was a little slow. So now we've put N'Gakia in. And if I'd say even if Fredericks come back, comes back next week, N'Gakia has earned his spot today. He earned it again. Uh, I think he did well against Liverpool too, but he's, he's playing fantastic. And I, I, you know, Fredericks is a good player but Fredericks also gets hurt and Angakia so far has uh, provided a, a great amount to this team
1: I honestly feel like this performance from him and the Liverpool performance earlier this week were the two best performances we've had from a right back this season any of Fredericks's performance any of Zabaleta's performances and I think he's earned that spot it is his until until he loses it, really. Uh, uh, Fredericks, Fredericks has been decent for us this season. Nothing great, nothing terrible. But he gets injured a lot. That's a knock on him. He's injured right now. And I think Ngakia offers everything that we really want in that fullback position.
0: And he's super young. He's incredibly young. Mm-hmm. So He's only he going to get better. He is, exactly. And he's, you know, he's uh, really fast right now. And he's, I think he'll continue to be that – uh, run up the right that we need. He's been in decent position. It's, there were a few times today where uh, it, he was maybe a little bit out of position, but he, you know, that'll come with experience, I believe. And
1: yeah, that's to be expected from a player that I believe this is his third Premier League start, right. third Premier League appearance. It's it's just there's going to be stretches where he doesn't play as well. Right. You, we can't expect this performance and Liverpool's performance every single game but he showed enough to me where it's his spot and I I hope we push forward with him. I think it was clear two starts in a row is not a fluke. There's a reason he started, there's a reason Moy started him today instead of Zabaleta. There's a reason he started him at Liverpool instead of Zabaleta. And hopefully that's signaling to the future that he will carry on in that for number one role. Uh, Getting to the the midfield, too, we talked about it. Rice, unquestionably, one of our most consistent players, going to start in every lineup for me, does not matter. Great player. Noble, we talked about it a little last week. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the segment. Seems a step slow. The question is, who do you replace him with? I think Suchek, when he comes back, instant replacement. In the meantime, do you see someone on the bench? Do you think... I think maybe Fornell's in that position.
0: Yeah, it, you know, we really haven't seen a ton of defensive midfield from Fornals. I don't know. I don't know if you can say he's not a defensive midfielder just because we haven't seen it. He's, you know, he's up there with Antonio uh, almost all the time, and so it's it's really tough to tell if he's not going to be good on defense or is going to be really good. Obviously, Suchek would be the uh, the replacement. I do think in the summer, we need to look for another uh, midfielder that can fill both roles, kind of like Suchek, um, in case this happens. If Suchek gets hurt, Noble just isn't cutting it for me. And even though it's kind of now, you know, who do you put in? Uh, we really don't have a, a good defensive midfielder besides uh, Rice and Noble and and with Suchek Hurt. I would consider Snodgrass. Snodgrass came in for Bowen today. I thought he did okay. Uh, Bowen, you know, didn't play the whole uh, – he hasn't played a whole game in a long time, and I think that was a decent sub. However, I would consider starting Bowen and Snodgrass together and taking out Noble because of that.
1: I agree. I would definitely – I think Snodgrass is the clearest choice. Obviously, Sanchez is not even getting anywhere near the team for me.
0: I really hope not, yeah.
1: I think Snodgrass, yes, he's not as very pacey. Noble's not any pacier, but he tries just as hard. And whether you put him in the midfield straight for for Noble or you put Nows in that position and maybe Snodgrass, where Nows is, I think the effort from – Snodgrass will make up enough of the de- defense that we would need in that formation. Uh, yeah, let's move
0: on, on to the, the left side there with Antonio uh, and, and a little bit of Fernales, too. You know, is kind of involved in everywhere um, and, and really just in Bowen, too. So just kind of on the midfield. Um, I, we saw attacks, we saw runs from every side, we saw runs by all the players. Like you mentioned before, almost every, uh, every goal actually was assisted by one of those, say, four players, including Hilaire up top you've got to start that
1: same I think you start everyone going to Fornals I mean he scored the goal against Liverpool coming on as a sub for Suchek last week he assisted two today the the great pass into Bowen and the beautiful beautiful little lob flip to Antonio he makes gorgeous he (laughs) makes a difference even if it's not even if he's not dominating a game 90 minutes through I still think he makes a lot of good plays but he always seems to be able to contribute to a goal whether it's him scoring the goal whether it's him getting the pass to the to the goal scorer he he contributes to to offense and I think he needs to start I there was that inexplicable time where Moyes wasn't even putting him in the squad and I think at this point he has solidified that he is in our best 11 going forward, whether that's on the wing or more in a number 10 role.
0: Yeah. I, I think you, like you said, it comes down to whether you're a difference maker on the field and uh, that come you know, that defines if you're a starter for me or not. And for now is a difference maker. We saw Liverpool, we saw this game um, Antonio is another difference maker. He actually, uh, I'm going to name him my man of the match. and um, He, his work rate is un- unsurpassed. I mean, it's, it's, Absolutely incredible. Um, the, the hard runs he does every single time and he fights for the ball. And when people try to take him down, he doesn't just dive because, you know, he doesn't really, I don't know, think he can get to it. No, he fights every single time. And when he goes down, you know, it was a foul. And I really like that about him.
1: Yeah, his work rate is stellar. He does whatever is required of him playing out of, out of position at times, playing the dirty work role of chasing people down on the press. He does it all. And he, he scored today. It just His control today was better than I'd seen in a long time. And him being up there with Hilaire, being an example as far as work rate goes, being able to play off of the other attacking players was great. And I think he – obviously he has injury concerns, but as long as he's healthy, I want him in my 11. And then let's talk about the other the other winger – Slash forward, you know, Bowen, first start for West Ham today, he'd gotten, you know, a short run of time before we talked last week about a little bit of lackluster performance in his two little sub appearances, but he didn't really get much time. What did you see from him today?
0: Yeah, he had about 10 minutes per game before and... I was a little nervous uh, when we signed him because he's coming from you know the division right below us, so uh, he's not necessarily Premier League uh, standard and at so least was, unproven. At least unproven. That's right. Yeah. And at least and so I was just a little bit skeptical. However, I wanted to see him play, and I don't think he's had enough time to play. And today, I saw a player that is right right up to Premier League standard. I saw he's can fit right into the team. He provided a lot. He was a difference maker. Obviously, got a goal. Um, but not just when he scored that goal. The The rest of the time, when he would lose the ball, there were twice that I remember specifically that he lost the ball and he he got it back because he fought for it. And a lot of players, even I would say Hilaire too, Hilaire loses the ball and he'll fight for it a little bit, but he, he's not going to put in the effort that Bowen did. And
1: Anderson is another one that as soon as he yes. loses the ball, even That's if the it. ball just goes a little That's too it. far away from him, he doesn't even fight for it.
0: And when it saved the goal, uh, there was one goal where Bowen, Bowen was the reason they did not score. He got it away, exactly. he kicked it out, and that, that really made an impression on me, not only his forward performance and his attacking
1: performance. Um, yeah, and not, not only not only being the outlet on the wing, but cutting inside. He made runs to be in that striker position. His first goal, he came all the way from the left wing, racing through the box to get the pass from Holair or sorry from now's to score that first goal and that that intention to score is something i hadn't seen from a west ham player in a long time
0: You're right. The intention to score, but you look at that top four that we've got up there and Antonio's tearing up the defense, Bowen's tearing up the defense. And right when you mark them, you've got, you know, Hilaire, maybe he's got a center, uh, center back on him. Then for comes in. I mean, they're mixing runs, they're crossing, but Antonio was on the right side today. He was on the left. Bowen was the same. I'm impressed with how it's working. And as long as we keep that chemistry up, you know, and and you've got players covering for when they, they make runs, which, which we did today. Uh, I I think it's going to work well for us.
1: Yeah, so we both agree Boa needs to start going forward. And then the last player, the big man up top, Hilaire. Hilaire for me earned his starting spot. His best game, I think.
0: He earned a starting spot, like we mentioned before, as a a result of a few different things that I think uh, is the reason he had such a good effort today and – He's he's got a start. He's great at headers. He pass, you know he had some great footwork today, and his passing was on point. Even when he was just putting it off to bone for now, or Antonio, uh, he and in Antonio, I thought had really good chemistry today.
1: Yeah, I understand a lot of player, a lot of fans' issues with him throughout this season. I mean, he is a professional. He does need to be able to motivate himself, and even today he needed that little kick from from Antonio showing like being a, being an example but what he performed today was incredible not just the effort chasing down not just the prowess around the goal that we saw him fight through the keeper to get that goal but then also his link up play was excellent today i just want to remind people he's as tall as Andy Carroll is he's 6 foot 3 but the That's touch the touch that he displayed today there's one goal he didn't Antonio didn't end up scoring, but it could have—it would have been a beautiful assist, where for, where the ball was passed a little bit behind Hilaire. He turned his back to the the center back, held him off, mm-hmm. and then chipped the ball over to get Antonio on the break. And Antonio did a good job, kept it under control. The goalie just made a great save that deflected it out for a corner. But that's just one example of when we don't leave him isolated, he can find other players. And when he can fight, he can score too.
0: And that's part of the reason I like this formation. We've constantly got someone supporting Hilaire. And even when Hilaire's back a little bit, maybe playing more of an attacking uh, midfield role just because of the positioning, you've got Antonio and Bowen up there. So he's got people to pass to ahead of him. Uh, That's something we haven't seen for a while now. And you really saw it come out today. I I think that is one of the the big points uh, of why Hilaire had such a good game. And, uh, I, I think he was a difference maker. I, you can't question that in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think he definitely needs to start, but I think we also have to design the formation to help him like that. I think we see that when we have players like Antonio up there with him or even to the side or, or Bowen out there who will also swing in to be an, uh, another forward, that's the design we need to build a good attack.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the word design and I think that's a, a fantastic word because if you look at, you know, the people talk about the West Ham system. Well, what is the West Ham system? I don't know if we've really found our stride this season and we just hilarious our record signing that we have. So why not work on, you know, let's let's try out building a formation around him and we did. Today's formation, I think it was not, you know, I, I don't know if it was completely the reason we came out was just to support Hilaire, but it worked darn well. And today we saw a Hilaire that we have not seen all season. Uh, very impressed with him. And if this formation is what he needs, then let's make it the West Ham system.
1: Yeah. And two players that were left out today that a lot of people might have wanted to see, uh, Felipe Anderson and, and Lanzini. I think their absence today, yeah, they're both very skillful players. But one thing that really struck me today was the intent and focus of our team all 11 men focused on the game working to win
0: every position
1: and even though anderson's maybe more skillful than Fornals, or you know offers a lot of pace or he, he does have skills that are desirable if you have a player like him out there that isn't putting in the effort it has, it doesn't only affect the position he's playing. It affects the other 10 men on the pitch.
0: Lanzini has been awful to me this whole season. I have not seen him do much besides the first two games. Uh, you know on the bench whether he I want him coming in as a sub is debatable I do think Anderson's a decent sub if you need to sub off one of the uh, midfielders or you know snodgrass too, if he sits on the bench again I think snodgrass would be the number one sub however I don't mind Anderson on the bench coming in uh, just to change up things if you know the chemistry' is off uh, that day but I I do not see him as a massive di- difference maker like we have uh, in the other four attackers on the field just specifically talking about
1: today Yeah. And then, so let's recap. That's a three, one win. That's it was a huge three points to us for us pushes up at 27 points on the year, which was good enough to put us to 16th. And as of time recording, looks like Watford just ended up beating Liverpool. Wow. What a crazy result. So they're tied with us, but behind a little bit on goal differential. So we see this win get, get us out of the relegation zone, uh, on goal differential but out of the relegation zone nonetheless and it should be a great great way to boost us forward big win and uh that concludes our coverage of of the Southampton game next segment we're going to talk about the club's club's fullback position what we like what we think that we need from that position and just give a really deep look at everyone the club has it there back in this section, we're going to talk about the fullbacks of the club and what we think we need. Chris, give us a little breakdown of the fullback position.
0: Sure. So the fullbacks uh, are play on the wings, right and left, and usually are young, fast mm-hmm. players. Uh, you need a lot of speed to be able to go support the attack, but also get back and defend. Uh, they also are supported by the centerbacks in the middle, but the centerbacks are really the ones that are telling the fullbacks how far out they want them to play, how close they want them to play. Uh, the the role of the fullback too is to force people to the corners and also force them out of bounds. Uh, you want to try to shut down passing lanes, which is one of the the major roles. Um, yeah, and we'll take a look at our uh, our fullbacks for West Ham. I think we've got great ones to look at. So, Chris,
1: yeah, let's think about let's think about what we really want West Ham's fullbacks to do in the modern game. You get a lot. There's a lot of emphasis put put on the attacking prowess of fullbacks. When you think of the best fullbacks in the world, they're typically known for their attacking prowess. One that comes to mind are Liverpool's fullbacks of Robertson and Alexander Arnold. They are big outlets for that offense, but they're still good defensively. So it's there's a dual role that they have. I really think if I had to weight one over the other, I'd probably weight the defensive qualities a little stronger, but – they still need to have offensive capabilities too because otherwise the offense can become stagnant
0: one important point is the control you can't just have someone that boots it up the field and that's it you have to get the ball and maintain possession you can't dive in uh, or you're going to have to you're going to force more players on your center backs and you're going to be out of the play so the control is something that we'll talk about too in the players we've seen. We have some that are very good at control and some that just aren't. And there's, you know, as a result, some are starting over others.
1: Yeah. So let's take a look at the left backs that we have first. We have Crest, the two senior players we have are Cresswell and Masuaku. I, I believe we talked about it in the last segment that Cresswell is the better of the two. He definitely offers a little more defensively than Masuaku does. Masuaku does offer a little more pace, And just for for y'all's reference, Cresswell is currently 30 years old, just turned 30 in December, and then Masuaku is 26. So both Masuaku relatively young, Cresswell getting up there, but still probably has a few solid years left as a first choice or a, a consistent first team player. What do you think between the two of those, Chris?
0: What's interesting, Crestwell for me uh, is I've been mentioning it before. Difference maker on the field, played great today. He's played great uh, in the past few games, and takes a lot of our direct kicks and uh, corner kicks, and it really you know doesn't mess up that many uh, th- that much in the game. Masuaku, I see a lack of control. I see when he he either boots it up the field to the other team, not necessarily to our player, uh, or he just makes defensive mistakes. And even when he gets the ball, he'll dribble too much and make a mistake, and then it results in him being out of position, and and we're on the defense uh, with them really close to the goal. So Kresswell is the number one starter for me. I am nervous if Kresswell gets hurt that we put in Masuaku. I have not seen a good performance from him this year.
1: Yeah, it seems like every time we have a good defensive performance – Cresswell is the starting left back, and we have. Ma- I think Masuaku's ceiling is higher. I think he can offer so much. He's so pacey. He's such a good dribbler, but I think the mental part of his game is not good enough to be a consistent first choice player. He sometimes holds onto the ball too long. Doesn't make the right pass, even when he gets in the attacking position. He doesn't really. He gets a little selfish at times, thinks he can cut through five players where just laying off the ball would be the smarter move, keeping the ball moving. He's really kind of a ball stopper at times. Defensively, he has the speed to get back in support, but I think he makes a few too many positional mistakes that I think Cresswell doesn't make. And that's why I choose Cresswell over him. Now looking at the positives of Cresswell, I think Cresswell has – a great left foot. I think his delivery from the dead ball is, is brilliant. It's it's, we have Snodgrass as well. So Snodgrass typically if, if he's in there, he takes it instead of Cresswell, but I think they're both good options.
0: Uh, I want to disagree with you a little bit on Masuaku and his ceiling. I have not seen great performances from him all season. And so in terms of, do you think he could improve, you know, in years to come with experience or, where, where do you see his ceiling higher? Because I see Cresswell being a great player all around. Uh, he's He can fill the center back role when we play three center backs, and I, I just don't see him uh, – I, I see Cresswell playing, you know, for the foreseeable future, and Masawaku's not ever going to take that spot.
1: I think a lot of it comes down to coaching. I don't believe Masawaku has been coached well enough at both – defensively where he needs to be because a lot of his career he he'll even say it has been spent being a winger not a fullback so he doesn't have quite as much defensive experience so I think for if we're talking about Moyes specifically Moyes needs to work with him show him where in Moyes' system he wants him to be have drill into him a focus and then on the offensive end Really, it's just the selfishness that I think pulls him back. I think he doesn't – he believes his skill is maybe better than it actually is. He has a lot of skill. He's a great dribbler. He's pacey. He can get around players. But I think once he realizes that he's not the most skilled person on the pitch and he defers to other players, you'll see a better better output from him. I don't necessarily think he'll surpass Crestwell. I just think he has the ability – if he's firing on all cylinders, to be better.
0: Oh, th- all right. Uh, and talking about the right fullback position here, and speaking of surpassing, you know, we saw Fredericks uh, get hurt, and then Zabaleta came out and played a little bit, but I think we've, we've seen Zabaleta too slow and, and then great performances for the past few games from Angakia.
1: Yeah, hopefully we've seen Zabaleta's last start as a West Ham player. Not, I think he's a great professional a few years ago, he was a great great option for us. But I think at this point, he is too old to play in the Premier League. And if he is starting, in, now his, his contract runs out at the end of the season, and I believe all indicators are that he won't come back. He'll go either play in Spain or in Argentina, some kind of a at the sunset of his career. And, and that's great for him. I I'll wish him the best. But if he's playing for us, it means we have more injuries to fullback, and that's not good. He does offer – he does have the mentality of a winner. He offers effort. He's just too slow, and against the modern-day wingers, he's not good enough.
0: I believe he's a pretty decent sub. He comes on when you need him to. He'll hold down the defense enough. I, like you said, don't believe that he's a great starter. We've got other options and and weapons that we can use. I do like him as a, you know, I trust him more, I guess, as just to hold down the fort when we really need him. But like you said, if he's on the field, then we've got an injury.
1: Yeah. And for most of the season, our first choice fullback, has been Fredericks. He is very pacey, can offer a lot going forward. I think he does have some defensive lapses where he's not always, especially when the ball is on the other side of the field, he doesn't always cover the back of the line very well. But he does offer a lot going forward, he's a pretty good crosser. But he's injury prone. And he's I think prone. The availability is a big part of establishing a consistent team. And if he's not available, it hurts our team.
0: I, I, do, I agree. One thing I would do in the summer is I would look for another fullback. Like I distrust Masuak on the left. He's okay to come in for Creswell, but I do believe we need a, a more consistent one. And then on the right, ungaki is great. Fredericks is injury prone. Maybe we get one more defender just to fill in that slot. I think we do need that defender, but right now I'm happy with it uh, with where it is, but you know, if, we're kind of if Zabaletti goes this season, we really don't have another option.
1: We really don't. I mean, Ngaki's been playing great. I think he from here on out should be the first choice. Hopefully we take this last stretch of games, I believe ten games left, and he can really show that yes, he is worthy of a first choice Premier League spot. And he's the two games most recently he's shown he can be. I just want to see the consistency through the end of the season. And if he does, maybe we don't need to buy another right back. Left back, I think we still need to look for some depth. But hopefully he can establish himself.
0: So I want to make it clear that in no way do I think Bowen should play back there. But if you look at how he played today, where he would lose the ball maybe, but when he did, he went back and fought incredibly hard to get that ball back. Uh, His effort was, was there. His heart was there. He made great plays that's the type of player that I'm looking for in a fullback and especially the effort too. And we saw Bowen save, save a goal really uh, from today. I do see that in Ngakia and especially as he keeps going in his career, he's incredibly young. So that's a good player. I think for West Ham that we need to uh, keep building on and Chris you know, 30, we've still got a few years in him, but those, those types of players with the heart are going to make a big difference for us.
1: Yeah. One more player to mention. Ben Johnson, he's a primarily a right back, but we've seen him start in a pinch for us at left back. He's currently injured right now. I've uh, been dealing with a lot of different injuries this season. Showed some promise earlier in the year and in the last season. I think he could develop into a great player, hopefully, similar to Ngakia has, but we are overall light on both sides. And you mentioned you know, maybe Bowen can fill in. A few years back we saw – Antonio fill in but that's a waste of great attacking players if that happens so we need that depth in the summer
0: with the injury walk me through what you are you know if you support him staying on the team or if you when
1: his contract runs out should we look for another person Zabaleta or Johnson a uh, Johnson Johnson oh i he definitely i want to keep him around he has not really had a consistent string of games to establish himself he i believe his first game was it was a similar position to where Ngakia made his first start we had injuries he filled in i want to say left back against man city last year which left back's not even his main position i believe he's mostly a right footed player so he played decently and i think he might might have gotten one or two more starts uh, near the end of the year but i would keep him around i i want him to get healthier and he can be a key player going forward if he develops. But I still believe that it's on – whether it's Moyes or whoever we have a manager in the summer, they need to look at the fullback position and bring in at least one more player to cover the depth. I, hopefully, maybe – I think one good position to look for is maybe a true starting left back. Cresswell is getting older Masuaku has potential, but never really. we're never really comfortable with him starting. Get a good, solid left back that'll play every game. And hopefully, between Fredericks, Johnson, and Ngakia, we're going to see someone push through to be the clear choice, number one, currently Ngakia.
0: So the only other point I'd make with that is, if you bring someone in for Questwell, the perfect person to bring in would be, in my opinion, someone that can develop under Cresswell. Watch how he plays. Maybe not a starter as soon as we buy him, but definitely in the next year or two uh, becoming a starter as we kind of phase Cresswell out. And that's part of the, the – we've talked about it before. That's what Moyes and the board need to do is look at young players that we can start developing now. We have a few positions where we've got to have – we need to buy starters, but I, this left-back position is one where in we can take a little bit of time to really develop the player we want. I don't think Masuaku is going to develop into that starter. But if we bring in someone it kind of like a Bowen where maybe he's a division two player, he's got the heart and we just coach him up a little bit and then and then put him in.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can see. I would agree with you that that transfer policy would be the best going forward, especially for a position where we have a good player in Crestwell already there. We just need to develop a player that'll fit our system, that – at least maybe didn't start out with the club, but has some experience at the club by the time he's called upon to start.
0: And that's kind of what I'm hoping to see from Mark Noble is when he actually does retire from the club, hopefully coming in and filling that role of coaching up some younger players. He's, he's been great on defense. He's a defensive midfielder. Um, And so kind of seeing him fill that role in a coaching position would, would be ideal for me.
1: Yeah, having, having nice continu- continuity in the team where you have young players growing into first-team players and first-team players coaching up younger team players and eventually maybe for the ones that have been here and contributed as much as Mark Noble or and even Kressel has been here for a lot, when they reach the end of their career, staying within the club and continuing to contribute to the success even after they retire. Well, I think that's a great look at our, our fullback positions. Stay tuned for the next segment where we're going to look forward to the next week's game against Arsenal.
0: Welcome back to our third section for Green Eggs and West Ham. Here we're going to take a look at Arsenal, who's our next opponent coming up this Saturday. It, it's an old club they're founded in 1886 and they've been relegated one time in 1913 so well over a hundred years in the premier league Uh, and they're on the longest streak in the premier league ever Uh, they set records every year that they stay up Uh, and they are the fifth largest fan base in the world i know personally anywhere i travel to i see arsenal t-shirts arsenal you know caps and and whatever so uh they really do have a lot of people uh all around the world that support them it's one like i mentioned fifth largest it's, fan base in the world especially
1: in the united states i know several people who are arsenal fans something about the club there's a few different reasons you can say one they are the gunners their their symbol is a is a cannon which yes. weirdly enough (laughs) resonate it's cool it resonates with americans for i know we're we're seen as gun loving people and then also also if you want to look at a little bit more pessimistically they start with an a they're the first team that pops up on fifa (laughs) alphabetically (laughs) yeah i i know some arsenal fans a lot of american arsenal fans stupid reasons like that or why they follow the team it's it it really annoys me it, especially as a fan of a team. We're not glory hunters. We love our team. Sometimes there are some true arsenal fans, but some of them are kind of, kind of plastic fans is one of the term that a lot of people use.
0: Well, you mentioned true, you know, true fans and are they with the team in the uptimes and downtimes. Arsenal has been up for a long time. really since 1996 they've been doing uh well and you know top positions almost every season until really this season. They're one of the richest clubs. Uh, Chris, walk us through that.
1: Yeah. So I believe the biggest reason that they 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 had that great run is Arson Wenger, their longtime manager. He was very consistent for them, had a very unique system changed modern football when he first came in and, and really had a great run of form. They were, they had the unbeatable season where they, they went the entire premier league without ever losing and just were consistently year after year after year in champions league positions and fighting, if not winning the title, at least being around there. And we see, although the financial position of the club hasn't changed in the, in the years since Seeds left, their success has. And a lot of that, goes to establishing consistency at a club and having accountability and something that your players can really look forward and get the best out of. When a manager leaves, if you have continual turnover, it hurts that.
0: Let's dive into that a little bit on how the manager really makes a difference Uh Arsenal is one of the best at besides maybe, you know, man city or something where you take a look at the manager and the impact that they've had. Is it the system? Is it the coaching they bring in the players? Is it their whole control of the club? What really is, why does the manager make such of a difference?
1: You know, it's a little bit different for each, each club. You you look at, at teams like Borussia Dortmund or even the, the Red Bull teams, they have success and yeah some of it might be attributable to the manager but a lot of it persists throughout different management groups throughout different different managers different backroom staffs and a lot of that's you know the ownership structure of the club brings that stability the they they're consistently maybe buying younger players training them up but for a team like city a team like arsenal not maybe not Arsenal now, but Arsenal when Wenger was around, it came through the manager that, you know, Pep Guardiola has really put his stamp on city. He is, they had all this money before and yeah, they won titles before, but they've been dominant since he's got there. When Arsene Wenger was at Arsenal, Arsenal were dominant throughout much of his time there. And we haven't seen that since he left. And so, For Arsenal, that dominance, I believe, is mostly attributable to the manager and the way – what he got out of the team, his recruitment, his formations, his structure versus maybe what the ownership of the club brought.
0: So right now they sit 10th in the league. You've got incredible players like Ozil and David Luiz who you definitely need to look out for if we're you know West Ham taking a look at uh, some of the players that are going to have an impact on their side offensively. Number 10th in the league, though, is, is not typical of Arsenal. And like you mentioned, the manager changed, but they still have good players. So, they've, I mean, they have won four out of our last five games, and our only victory over them came in last January 2019. So we, we need three points from this game. It, they are a vulnerable side. Uh, but, Chris, you want to walk us through the importance for West Ham in this?
1: Yeah. Earlier in the season, we had a chance to beat them. Pellegrini had been struggling. Our team had been struggling. We went up on them and they looked dreadful. Their defense looked horrendous. And we got a couple goals in, but we didn't put them away. And it they came back and ended up, you know, ended up winning. And, and it was it was difficult for us. I think it it was one of the one of the really inflection points of our season where you look at it that's one of the points where we really started falling down so they're beatable their defense their defense is notoriously not that great for what a club of that financial power should be so they're beatable but it's going to be difficult because they have a lot of attacking players Pierre Emmerich, Ambamayang, Lacazette these players that can score a lot of goals big money signings so it'll be difficult
0: Something I want to mention is they have eight wins. West Ham currently has seven wins. And now Arsenal might get a win uh, this week, but eight wins and we're only one win down from them. They've got 13 ties, which is the reason that they're well above us in number 10 spot. To me, that's that's screaming that we can win this.
1: Yeah, we can at least get some points, even if it is a a draw. The the biggest difference is for them, they've been able – to at least hold on to a lot of draws. And for us, we've let wins and draws slip away and become losses. So it it will be difficult. Today, we did a really good job of of night for 90 minutes, keeping a consistent team and not really letting Southampton get back into it for the most part, especially after we got that second goal. They didn't score again. They had a little bit of opportunities, but we put them away. I think Getting up big on Arsenal, getting up on them early is going to be important, but finishing is going to be just as important. We've gotten up on them before, and we've let them back into it. We can't let that happen this next game.
0: I, I think you're completely right. Getting up on them is is huge for us. If we do that and we start watching them, you know, dismantle a little bit and get a little nervous, and then we put in another one just to kind of seal the deal. Uh, we've been weak this today, specifically coming out of the second half and if we can just make it through that first five minutes where our team's kind of getting back into it, you know, it's no excuse. We should not be vulnerable then, but that is one of our most vulnerable vulnerable points of the game. Once we get back into our groove, and if we're up 2-0, I I think we put this away. However, we also saw the Brighton game where we gave it up. So uh, hopefully with this new heart, we can can pull it off. I do want to mention, we'll take an in-depth look each week at uh, sides that we're going to play for our next game. However, we've got Tottenham coming up. We've got Man United coming up towards uh, the latter part of the season or the latter part of the games we have left. You know, we've got some top sides that I, we've got to take points from, even if it is a tie. And Arsenal, I believe we can win, but a tie is important.
1: Yeah, I think this is really important for us to get some points. I'd be content with a draw, maybe even happy with a draw if we play well.
0: It is an away game too.
1: It is an away game. So I no matter what team a team like West Ham, I am always happy if we get points away from home. Whether it's even even if we're playing a not great team, if you get points on the road, that's okay. Like that's not dreadful. If we win against Arsenal, that would be Insane. Uh, Well, it's do a very good. Like, there's a good chance, but it would be insane for our position in the league. But I'd be, I'd be okay with a draw.
0: And take a look at Wadford, who just beat Liverpool. I mean, that was the first defeat. I, I wish we could have been that first. Uh, handed them the first defeat. However, they just took points away, and that puts us a higher importance for us to take points away from this Arsenal
1: game. Yeah, let me clarify. I don't think we should set out for a draw. I think we should play aggressive like we did today, have a relatively attacking formation. Their defense is susceptible to giving up goals. But I think it's, we have to be realistic. We can't go in expecting, we can't as fans expect to win.
0: That's true. And we also can't sit back on our heels like you mentioned. And I would say my biggest concern for this game regarding West Ham is our defense without Sue You've, got to be able to shut down Ozo. You've got to be able to shut down David Luiz and, and Arsenal has a decent attack.
1: Yeah, they definitely do. I my prediction is I think a two-two draw is likely. I think we can if we play like we did today, we can score a couple, but I also think they have some really great talent, some great speed in Aubameyang Yang that they might get a couple by us.
0: So that's actually a really interesting um you know I guess a uh, proposition from you 2 2. I, I would say 2 2, and I would have said higher if Suchek was in. I'm worried that they're going to score a few times against us. I think we need to outscore them rather than score and park the bus. And a big part of that is because with the hole that Suchek leaves by being hurt, uh, which is one of the positions we definitely need to cover for when we come up to the transfer season in the summer. Noble is you know, okay That We've talked a lot about him before. don't want to really uh, exhaust that too much, but I, I, what's your biggest concern for the game?
1: My biggest concern is mentality throughout the entire, entirety of the game. They are a team that, that they're probably going to score on us, even if we get up. Or maybe they score first and we go down. They're a dead, they, they have talent to score. What we can't do is we can't drop our heads when they do.
0: Even if it's 2-0.
1: Even if it's 2-0. We got to keep fighting. We, we, We don't need to go there trying to protect some goal differential that most likely won't even factor in at the end of the year. What we need to do is we need to go in to get points. And we need to, even if we go down, even if we let them get back into a game after we go up, we need to keep pushing forward.
0: One thing I want to mention is today was a great result, hopefully a good morale booster for the team. But if we go down one zero to zero, even if it's tied or we're up to zero, our team needs to look at the Liverpool game and say, you know what? We played them all 90 minutes. We played well. There were a few lapses in defense. Fabianski had the laps, but you know what? We were there and we really didn't have a long stretch of time where we were vulnerable. We had a few times, which I hopefully we can fix, but so you look at this game and you say, we need the points. We're fighting relegation. Yeah, we may be down. Hopefully David Moyes will make a uh, offensive sub at that point or, you know, make some good tactical decisions there. But I think you can look at Liverpool and that was one of the reasons it was such an important game for us to do well. And from now on, you can look at that and say, well, we've got this, let's put some heart in and fight.
1: Yeah. So we both think roughly a draw will be a, will be a pretty pretty decent result maybe the most likely result and we've talked about our team breakup before but let's quickly mention what starting 11 would we do for me i think i'd have the same formation we did today if he keeps all 11 i'm fine i'd probably like to see snodgrass come on for noble but otherwise everyone else that played today would start for me again
0: it's interesting. I've, I've got that exact same formation. Uh, I've got the exact same players starting with uh, Noble being subbed out for Snodgrass. Uh, if we go up 2-0, I don't mind a defensive sub, um, maybe with Noble, but I, I don't know if I'd put Masuaku in there. We really don't have a great answer for that. Maybe even just pull Snodgrass back, uh, depending on how tired he is. Hopefully Bowen won't need a sub, but uh, this for, uh, regarding the starting formation we got there, the exact same we did today, I would put Snodgrass in to try to he's a decent enough defensive player and try to get some goals on them
1: yes that can that concludes our i look forward to the arsenal game hopefully we can go out set a strong lineup and get all three points and come back next week as we'll we'll have another podcast don't forget to to like subscribe and and even retweet us share it with your friends and hope you enjoyed and come on you irons